Hey Wanderers, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor watched the total destruction of Homestead. With their injured ship, they were only just able to escape death themselves with the help of their allies. Months pass, and the remnants of the Outlaws and Camilla's keepers are on a remote and desolate planet trying to keep it together. Morale is low, supplies are short. Sully is still catatonic. The Outlaws are a moment from total collapse. Sully, if you think back, the last thing that you remember is pain and seeing a sword sticking out of your chest. But now all you know is this. The road in front of you is long and cold, and you can't really remember when you started walking on it. But a path forms up underneath of you as you keep stepping on into eternity. The emptiness around you is the haze of the cognitive realm, faintly purple and luminous, and far off in the distance, the vague twinkling of stars. For all this time, you felt like you're walking into a mirror, but a version of yourself with luminous golden eyes that are almost painful to look into. The face in front of you is smiling and calm. Your mirrored self almost seems near laughter. What have you been thinking about all this time? Well, this would be a nice question for someone to text me about <laughs> earlier, you know, so I had an answer. Nah, man, this is like hot seat stuff. I think... For Sully, like, in this space and with what happened, I think it's kind of just like he's, like, on a loop of replaying getting stabbed a lot. Like, cause he, he'd never been slugged ever either, so, like, death is kind of traumatic. Uh... And the way he died was not a nice way to go. It wasn't like he got, like, shot in the heart or, like, disintegrated in an engine room. Like, he got hit pretty bad, and I think him being killed by chaos also just, like, messed with his head enough. Makes sense. As you walk, the figure in front of you that looks just like yourself, still smiling, you can like almost feel yourself playing through the same loop again. The mirror version of yourself, their grin grows larger, and they say, You know you're not actually dead, right? And you're not about to be slugged. Doesn't that make things more dire? can't see why it would make things more dire you're not dead then why am i here i think you have some stuff you need to work out at the very least but i mean you can leave at any point just walk out of here that's all i've really been doing is walking you've been walking but you haven't been walking out of here i think you have some stuff you need to work out at any point you could leave, but you're still here walking, so clearly there's something bothering you. So what's bothering you? You're not dead. So, it's not that. You got stabbed. I think you've been stabbed before. I mean, your eyes are kind of creepy. That's one thing that's a little unnerving. Well, I respect the need to lash out at an external figure at a time of turmoil, but I will say this. 
our eyes maybe are creepy. My eyes look like my eyes. And I, I don't know. This whole job didn't come with any description or rules or guidance. There was just some creepy old man in a chair who said to save the world, we had to take his sword. That is a fair point. And I will say that you're at the distinct disadvantage that Chaos has been learning the ropes for quite some time. But that's something to work with. So, I would say the first thing then is, what are we, right? Getting that defined in a way that feels good to you? I am very curious what you are, since you mostly look like me. I'll say again, I look like you, because it's it's not real... We're not separate things. I know that seems weird. Picking up the sword maybe should have come with a larger warning, but what are you going to do when you're walking through a living metaphor? You pick up the sword. You are harmony. You can't, like, get rid of it. It's not like a thing over there that you can cut out. It's just every part of you is now harmony. So that's us. Yeah, it would have been nice if the living metaphor was a little less opaque at the time. And also a little less dead. Yeah, he was at the end of his ropes. But that doesn't mean we have to be. We can start this thing over again. New harmony, new rules, right? So here's the answer I have for you. I don't think there is an answer. It kind of means what you decide it means. Uh, Zach has a question. Go like, ahead. is this part of my psyche or is this harmony that I'm talking to? Like, um, is it a little bit of both? Like, I'm am I having a conversation with myself? I'm trying to figure out, or is this like someone? So the answer to those questions is yes. Is this a part of harmony? Yes. Is this your psyche? Yes, because those are the same thing. Okay, but it's, it's not like okay. That gives me more direction. Does this thing know more than I know? It looks like it does. I'm going to go with it. So either you can talk to yourself for 40 minutes, or we can do it in this format. (laughs) We're going to do it in this format. (laughs) Here's the thing. You just put me in a very weird narrative place. I... I did, I did. It's not it's not an accident. This is the conversation I want to be having. It's it's good. You're right where you need to be, trust me. I'm not gonna make you do just this for an hour. There's more to it than that. <laughs> <laughs> so here here's where the rub is. It feels like this past harmony had a way that he did things because the harmony before him did it that way and the harmony before him did it that way and the harmony before him did it that way on through eternity or to the beginning of creation and we lost like that didn't work and we can blame it on the wayfinder or wayfarer or whatever that ship was called we can blame it on Hector we can blame it on whatever but at the end of the day the genie is out of the proverbial bottle, and I don't think we can go back to our one-on-one champion fights. Chaos has already mounted multiple champions of some fashion, and they may not all be as strong as his main champion, but we are trying to fight him with one champion versus infinite, potentially, and 
dead harmony is just like, well, cure the cancer, and it's not how it works. As you say this, this is where you're kind of like remembering at this point, but who knows how long you've been walking into this mirror version of yourself. So for what might be an eternity, for the first time, that mirror version of yourself fades. And in front of you, there's like a stage laid out in front of you. And you can see small figures acting upon it, right? Imagine this not dissimilar from the, like, uh, Horcrux, or not the Horcrux, the Deathly Hallows story in Harry Potter, right? It's almost done in pantomime. I was thinking of more like sock puppets. <laughs> kind of. I mean, yeah, like, not... Not an inaccurate way to think about it. Here's a blue sock for Sully. <laughs> a sock with dreads for Jyla. <laughs> <Mwah>. <laughs> Fan art. Fire up. <laughs> and as you walk closer um, in like an Alice in Wonderland kind of way, you feel yourself shrink down to be a player in this play. Around you are little carved wooden dolls of a cute little town, cute little village. And then off in the woods, you hear a howling. And rushing out of the woods, you see a ferocious, rabid wolf that starts destroying everything in the town, carrying off children and clawing at structures. Um, fires begin to spread. What do you do? Can I attack the wolf? You can. What weapons do I have? None. Just roll blast some baddies. It doesn't matter what I add. I got a 10 plus whatever, so... As long as I'm not adding, like, charm to this, I'll be fine. As you run towards this wolf, all of your instincts being save the people around me, obviously, you can see the wolf, its face kind of sharpen and grin uh, wickedly as, like, this is the challenge it wanted, right? Like, you know as soon as you, like, lock into combat with this wolf, choking at its snarling mouth and trying to keep paws off of you as your landing blows against it while also taking scratches on your body, you can feel how joyful it is that this is like, this is what it wanted. This is what it was trying to do. And you are locked in combat with this wolf. What do you do? I think Sully releases it. Uh, you release the wolf and it starts terrorizing the town again. I think he starts trying to organize the people to help themselves, sort of. So you said, like, like stuff is burning, so he starts, like, coordinating people doing, like, a bucket line, and he starts getting people to have weapons to fend off the wolf. Uh, roll plus weird. Twelve. It's almost like you have a good weird score. Um, <laughs> it's almost like I'm the only person in this entire game that uses magic. You can see it playing out like in, um, what's it called? Like montage, right? The bucket line forms up and the small little uh, painted wooden buildings, uh, water's thrown on them. And the, uh, you know, what would have been like orange cloth with air blowing behind it is put out. Then you can see a patrol being formed that maybe at first you lead, but then later is led by the town um, that constantly patrols the forest every night. Um, and over time, you can see the town behind you growing bigger and um, the population there thriving. Um, but all the while, there is always a wolf in the... Uh, Behind a wall, pacing back and forth, teeth bared, its eyes locked on you. 
you feel yourself growing again and see this play kind of playing out on the ground in front of you now miniature and what once would have been like kind of a scary thing to fight a giant wooden wolf is now like oh this small little thing that barely matters at all right it's like clearly a, a farce yeah or a you know a, a fake right and across from you you can see the mirror version of yourself looking down and smiling again that was an interesting solution yeah it it didn't get rid of the wolf, but I don't think any other solution has since... What if the wolf gets out, though? Isn't that always the question? Whether we stand alone or we stand together? What if chaos got out with one person guarding the cage or the town or however you... I'm mixing up metaphors at this point, but we only had one person guarding the town before and the wolf got out and look at where that's left us. Whole planets have been rended asunder. My entire faction is gone, corrupted. The galaxy's at war. I guess my point is, yes, all of that's true, right? I think, hmm, the, um, yeah, both me and this, like, figure that is standing in front of you pause for a moment. <laughs> Were you not in the galaxy trying to put up the wall before? You mean once I took the sword? Or beforehand? Well, and before, frankly. I mean, this isn't a new thing for you. Yes, but what we were doing was... We were more putting up a fence to stop... Rabbits? And then a wolf came. Like, we were stopping rabbits from stealing carrots and teaching... Like, and feeding them and teaching them to get along... And then all of a sudden, the wolf came and started eating us. As you're having this conversation, you just find yourself walking again. The image that was before you, or like the little wooden play that had been in front of you before, has at some point faded off into the background again. And now you are walking through the cognitive realm with a pathway forming up in front of you and the spectral version of yourself in front, or mirrored version of yourself in front. I can understand what you mean by that. Uh, I do feel that we were a little bit unfairly prepared for this. As I said, Chaos has had some time to, uh, prepare, get good at what they can do, literally amass an army. Chaos started doing this before any of the factions really existed, it seems like. Or at least- Yeah, I think that might have been- because of chaos. I guess what I'm wondering is what's different this time when we get out of here? We're not alone. I feel like us not being alone is a big difference. Above and beyond trying to pretend like we can get all the factions to work together, or most of them, since I guess the Interstellar Council is kind of gone, like completely to chaos and corrupted, but... Even if we ignore the fact that we might not get everyone to be best friends, I, as Harmony, have people to support me. I have Jyla and Mal and Captain Malcolm Llewellyn and Vika, which is something that Harmony's never had before. At least, from my understanding of it, it seems that we have always worked alone, and having people there to help us might be different. 
I can see what you mean. And again, that figure in front of you puffs out into, uh, or just kind of fades away. And you find yourself on board the honor. You recognize this as the last moments of the fight that you were in before you crash landed on Roke, where you were shot down by that big dragon creature. The ship is crumbling around you and you can see the rest of your crew both frantically fighting off boarding parties, trying to keep the ship together, and also um, trying to return fire and dodge fire from the Chaos Dragon. What do you do? Am I also doing stuff in the- is there like another version of me doing stuff or no? Uh, no. I would not say so. I go try to fend off the boarding parties. Alright. So, you rush forward and draw your uh, particle magnetism sword and start swinging at the boarding party, trying to fend them off. And all around you, the scene, instead of being loud this time, is dead silent. You can see your party members mouthing words, but no sounds are coming out. The parts of your ship that are exploding aren't making any noise. The uh, gunfire from the corrupted imposition soldiers that are trying to board the ship aren't making any noise. There's just silence as you continue this fight, trying to hold off increasing numbers of boarding um, soldiers. You see Malcolm rush past into the transporter room, and you see, like, a flash, and then the ship lurches to one side and is crashing into Roke, which is exactly what happened last time. And right as you're about to hit the ground at that moment where you remember being knocked unconscious by the impact of crash landing, you wake up on the ship again. Can I try talking to someone? Like on the crew? Uh, yes, you can. I didn't need to figure out what I want to say now. <laughs> <laughs> can I start trying to instruct Malcolm, like, where to dodge and stuff? Uh, you can try. Uh, do I roll something? No, you can just literally try to talk to him. Okay, I, I do that. What do you say? Captain Malcolm Llewellyn, you'll need to dodge left in ten seconds before they fire another volley at our starboard side. As you start trying to speak, you can feel like the words like falling on, like not just falling on deaf ears, it almost sounds like muffled, like you're speaking underwater. The uh, scene in front of you is playing out the same way as you try your best to flail against insurmountable odds. You spend this loop through this trying your darndest to instruct your crew to be better. Um, you feel like at times it might even be helpful, like maybe like, oh, we could have moved here, we could have done this differently. And the combat still goes much the same. Like even if you do like literally manage to like, you know what's going to happen, you shove Malcolm's hand and get him to dodge this one incoming volley of fire, two less people board your ship. The next moment you're hit by three more shots, you're boarded by corrupted imposition soldiers, and your ship crashes onto Roke, and you wake up again on a ship being attacked. I guess I can try to attack the dragon? You can. When you say attack the dragon, do you mean in the cognitive realm? Yeah, I wasn't sure how that worked. 
this is this is layers of this is layers of uh uh what's it called uh inception yeah you can you can this is like a retelling you can go into the cognitive realm which is what you did in that fight anyways yeah so i'll do that and attack it roll plus weird 14 (laughs) you rush up to the dragon it rears back and lunges at you with a 14 you swing cleanly and decapitate the creature you hear a faint, like, scream as the dragon, like, all of the chaotic flesh around it is slowly unmade as it disintegrates into, like, a gooey pile of nothing. Um, you have a moment to feel triumph before you feel the familiar stab of Chaos himself stabbing you in the back, and you wake up on board your ship, falling apart under fire. So, Zach is at a loss of what to do now. Zach, is he just running the simulations that Mal was running? <laughs> That's what it feels kind like. Kind of, kind of. Look at it this way. Is one at a time killing off Chaos's like, minions a sustainable way for Sully to defeat Chaos? No, but I also don't see of a... I don't see a large quantity of minions around for him to take out at once. Well... I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. Think about other ways that Sully could solve this problem. I like, I don't want to just like speak the answer to your face or an answer to your face, but let me phrase it this way. What Sully needs to find for himself is a change in the way they handle chaos because fighting it does not seem to be working. Like head on punching chaos to death is not working. Can okay, so I want to wait until the first boarding party comes on. Okay. And then I want to try to grapple them and infuse them with harmony, juice, magic, power. Uh, roll plus weird. That'll be a 14. <laughs> the first boarding party crashes in and in muted colors and almost no sound. You can see this replay happening again, the same as it's happened so many times. This time you reach out, and instead of trying to fight them, try to use your powers of harmony on them. You see their eyes clear immediately, the chaos being washed away from them, and then something else happens beyond just the nature of being able to remove chaos from them, you see a faint glow in their eyes that does not completely, like, wipe out their irises like the uh, like chaos did, but rather just leaves them faintly glowing. In your mind, suddenly you don't gain necessarily the ability to read their thoughts, but, like, you gain an empathetic connection. You understand them fully as, like, you would a friend that you have had for a long time. It isn't reading their mind, it's knowing them in the truest way possible. Their eyes lock with yours, and for the first time you hear a voice in this over and over and over retelling. What what can we do to help? I believe you are in danger. Well, we need to stop this dragon from destroying our ship. And and I think we need to help fix the other boarding parties that they're about to send over. Certainly we can assist. One of them drops their rifle and runs down and gets on, like, the guns and starts returning fire against the, um, 
dragon that is attacking. The other two wait for more missiles to hit, and as soon as, like, more boarding parties jump through, they, like, just kind of try to restrain them or, like, push them up against walls. Mm -hmm. And in this way, you kind of continually manage to keep, like, converting more and more and more and more until, like, your ship is almost crowded with allies and is able to be, like, kept in good repair long enough to keep the fight going and allow you to, like, land the ship safely without smashing to the ground and being knocked unconscious. This time, you can feel chaos stepping through a portal behind you as he has before and as you have imagined happening time and time again. This time, instead of being stabbed in the back, you are uh, made aware of it by the army that is standing with you and are able to, like, block the blow before it lands because you have, like, forewarning because there are people watching your back. When this happens, you can see this, like, retelling version of Chaos um, immediately retreat back when the uh, initial attack fails. And again, you find yourself walking in the cognitive realm with the ground forming up in front of you. The mirror version of yourself still smiling and almost seeming near uh, laughter. I think that was the right choice to make. I think so too. I will say I like all of this and I think that we have an idea, at least a, an ethic maybe to work from. This next part we're gonna do together, but it's gonna, it's gonna be different. Figuring this stuff out when we're here, it's kind of low stakes. But once we're back, chaos is going to be our opponent, and not a retelling or a puppet show of it. It's gonna actually be chaos, and their goal is gonna be to keep us off our good, you know, to keep us off balance. They'll do whatever they can do to make you uncomfortable, and to make you slip. So. Just keep that in mind for what comes next. Yeah, I mean, that's good to know, but I think this plan of ours will make them more afraid of us. The mirror version of yourself disappears again. In front of you, you see the um, non-destroyed uh, fount of duality. So that was that place that you found in the cognitive realm originally that was mm -hmm. split apart and shattered. Um, this time, it is formed back together in its original beauty, and it is a breathtaking structure to see. More sculpture than actual building, it is basically a work of art that you can walk on. Your mind reels as you climb slowly through this structure, seeing... Um, Detailed carvings of conflicts through the years between harmony and chaos until finally you reach the top in that same place where you found the fount and you found harmony and took the sword. Except this time, all of the ornate furniture is gone and instead in the center there is a simple table and two chairs and chaos sits next to a chessboard. It's good to see you! It's been a while. I think last time I might have stabbed you through the chest. 
Yes, that seems to bring back some memories. Well, don't worry, it's not over yet. We still have plenty more to play. Would you care to join me? And he gestures down at the board. I'll sit down. You sit down. He is playing white and moves, you know, a pawn as an opening move. I I play the game. <laughs> I, I'm not going to play chess through Discord. You with you. don't have to play chess through Discord. It's fine. So I, I understand that you wanted Chaos to make the first move, but having Chaos be white and Harmony be black is a bit... He's <laughs> backwards. There are no mistakes. I'm like Gandalf. I arrive exactly when I mean to. <laughs> so, yeah. Chaos makes the first move, moving a white piece. Yeah, whatever. Chess match ensues. As you move your first piece in the open uh, cognitive realm around you, almost like a giant projected movie in the swirling purplish fog, you can see images playing out. So when Chaos moves its first piece... You see on the initial imposition planet that you went to, the strife between the Galactic Alliance and the imposition when you first arrived. So it's an occupied planet on the brink of war, barely managing to keep peace. A lazy leader and a one that's just trying to do his best but is ignored sit on the planet, not able to hold it together. You move a piece and you see yourself landing and beginning to have conversations. You see yourself meeting Rex Lancer and trying to clean him up. You see uh, meetings of lay magistrate Norn, where you find out that he's also just doing his best and trying to hold the world together. With a smile, Chaos moves another piece forward. And above you, you can see fire raining from the sky on the planet and a massive assault plunging this already on the edge of War Planet straight into chaos. And as the chess match plays out, you can see this initial kind of skirmish uh, play out in the sky above you. Did you like that first little display? I thought it was a good opening. It was cute for someone who ultimately failed. Failed, did I? No, I think if you check... The Galactic Alliance and the Imposition were not in a lot of peace after that. We we solved that problem, though, didn't we? Eventually, yeah. I mean, it took some work, but we ended up fixing everything you caused. So much effort. I know. You worked so hard. He reaches his hand out and moves another piece, and you see Wayland's ship being torn apart by fire. It almost seems like you're trying too hard. You could just let the universe be what it wants to be. As I continue, like, playing back. What really makes me wonder, though, is how you've had a millennia to unopposed to break everyone apart. And even without Harmony's intervention, you couldn't even do that. Couldn't do that? Five factions all fighting each other for who knows how long. Meanwhile, this little band of outlaws pretending like they're going to make a difference in the world. Oh, and you haven't seen your home, by the way. But that's okay. We'll get to that soon enough. He moves another piece and you can see Wayland's ship beginning to, like, 
explode, fire spreading through the engine room. And when you move your next piece, you see uh, Vika on board that ship, desperately trying to, like, put out fires and get the engine restarted as she dies. Ooh, such a cost to pay just to save the ship of someone who wasn't even your ally. Working together always involves sacrifice, whether it's big or small. But, one, Vika came back. And two, it helped us pave the way to undermine you more. We united everyone. You did! You were doing so well! And then... He slides another uh, chess piece, and you almost know, like, oh, that's probably what this next move is going to be. You expect to see the fall of Avis, right? Your home world. Mm -hmm. Or the world that the Keepers are based out of. But instead, you see your original home planet. You see your parents um, living in their home. And as uh, the images in the sky change, you see whatever, like, government building ruled your planet. And behind every door and in every aspect of the ruling body of the government, you see black eyes and chaos. See? You didn't, though, right? Because... I just borrowed your homeworld a little bit. And not just your home faction, your homeworld, too. Heard from Mommy and Daddy Dearest lately, or no? Do you know what I just realized? I don't feel like you really instill chaos. Can a puppet master really have chaos? Every piece is moving how you want it to. Well, that's true. If you gave free will to these people... This wouldn't have happened, but you you can't do that. We're, we weren't fighting enough for you. We united against you, and the only thing you can do is puppet people to make these conflicts happen. Free will's overrated. That's not what I'm about. Sometimes people make the wrong choice. Given a long enough amount of time, if you let people to their own devices, this is what they would choose. I help them along the way because I'm impatient and I want to see the light show. Um, he moves another piece, and you can see, like, the fleets of Interstellar Council ships, once designed for exploration, now strapped with guns, ready for combat. You can see them flying off into imposition in Galactic Alliance space, just creating chaos. See, they're all willing to do it. I'm not controlling every one of those people. I just have to control a couple. Just the few right people. And then the rest of it just takes care of itself, you know? You say that, and yet, the Galactic Alliance, the Imposition, the Outlaws, Guild of Commerce, we all united against you. Or did you just not control a few enough right people? It's a work in progress. This is a game. As you um, move pieces again, you see um, Malcolm giving his ship to... Camilla to help her save the keepers, and you see uh, then those keepers writing to your aid many times after that fact. At this point now, the game is beginning to wind down. There are fewer and fewer pieces left on the board, and you're beginning to feel, at least in the game, like you're losing more pieces than Chaos is. Chaos moves another piece, and you see the image of Roke shattered and your ship crashing on it. You see uh, the combat with the dragon 
and finally you see yourself being impaled. You can see at this point that you are in check, and things are not looking good for you in this game. You're right, you have been annoying, but I think in the end we both know what the real rule is here. The truth is, all this stuff falls apart, and all I do is nudge it. You can try as hard as you want to stop me, but the thing is you're going to have to try a lot harder than I am, because all you have to do, give people a little push, and they go straight to chaos. Whereas you, you're going to have your work cut out for you. So anyways, check. I think it's your move now. Just because something is easy does not mean it is right or for the best. And just because we have to work to keep harmony does not mean it can't be done. Your plan of a millennia fell apart in six months with a little nudge back. As soon as you say that, you don't, like, remember walking out of this place. You don't remember leaving. You just jerk awake on board the honor. The room is dark. There's only a few faintly glowing uh, machines by you. You can hear, like, just a monitoring beep, maybe, and nothing else. The ship is entirely silent. What do you do? I do, I do the thing anyone who wakes up in a hospital does. Gets out of bed, rips the needles out of me, throws them on the ground. You, the trained doctor, immediately start ripping needles out of yourself. Uh, no, I think he, like, takes stock of his surroundings and, like, d like tries to figure out if it's real. Uh, well... For the most part, it is, yeah. I would say that um, it's far more linear. Things aren't moving around. You don't see a, like, ghost version of yourself or anything like that. Well, then I'd probably look at my uh, vitals and then, seeing that they're probably fine, start undoing stuff, because I know how to actually do that. When you look at your vitals, you catch a... You catch a glance at, like, a glimpse of your reflection in one of the machines, and... The only thing you notice is that your eyes are not totally opaque white, but they're getting there. Whatever color your eyes used to be, right now they're just glowing gold for the most part, and then faintly behind that you can see your normal eye color. Well, that should have been expected, probably. Yeah, I think I unhook myself and go try to find my stuff. <laughs> Okay, so who's still in the ship at this point? Would it just be... Well, would it be nobody, I guess? Where's everyone at? What time of day is it? Um, this would be... Actually, here, let me answer that for you. Vi is gone all day, so... Do you sleep in the ship? This would I be sleep like, in the ship. This would be like five in the morning. Like, this is barely dawn. Okay, then yeah, she is sleeping... <clears throat> well, probably about to get up. <laughs> so I think what this is, is that, Sully, you just, like, walk out of the um, walk out of the med bay into the ship. It's largely like mothballed. Like, you know, there's tarps on some things. It's not well used. There's, it's silent. Um, and you hear some clanging and you just see Vika just walks past. She like goes into the kitchen, gets a cup of coffee and then just walks past again. <laughs> like, and goes about, like just doesn't notice at first, you know? I think on her way back to the engine room, she just goes, hey, Sully, and just keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that, I think you'd go, like, try to find his, like, gear, because I'm assuming I've been stripped of, like, my armor and weapons, and he wasn't all just lying next to me. That's up to Jyla. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think she put it away for safekeeping, and she definitely has your particle magnetism weapon. I don't know. I don't know if she would keep it on her, but she keeps it close to where she usually is. I guess you should decide that. Do you have it with you right now? Do you have mine? Do you use mine instead of yours now? I don't think so because I think she doesn't want to like offend you. I I, I took it as more that she keeps it to as like a not not a memento. That's the wrong word, but keeps it as like a reminder that's like this. It's always coming back. I'm going to keep this for her. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't... like a trophy of her kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what she does with all of her boyfriends you know like just whenever she finally gets rid that's of what's in her workshop yeah that's why she doesn't let anybody in there <laughs> she's like the predator <laughs> no i think it's in i think it's in her workshop i don't oh, think she wants to be sullying it uh, uh... with what she does <laughs> But if you took it with you, you could have dual wielded the next episode. <laughs> oh, could she have? I didn't know that she was still alive. <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> next episode, Jyla, you wake up. You're walking on a path that forms in front of you. <laughs> Jyla, you wake up dead. It's a Metallica song. <laughs> okay, you go find your stuff in Jyla's room. It's not even my room any. It's not our room anymore. It's just Jyla's room. I think after that, like seeing Jyla not there, I'll go like back to the engine room. I think somewhere between that, Vi realizes what she actually saw, and you hear like a coffee cup clatter to the ground. And right before you reach the engine room, she's like rushed out the door, like hanging onto the door frame. Is just like, uh. Hi. Are Are you are you okay? Why are you up? I think I'm the most okay that I've been in months. Are his eyes still weird? Yeah, his eyes are still glowing gold, yeah. Okay. I'm up because I'm better. I I, I don't really know how to answer that. My vitals looked good. I checked that before. Also, whoever put in the IV, excellent placement of the syringe. Vi kind of, like, she, like, takes a couple steps closer to you and just, like, reaches out and, like, I think she kind of, like, touches your shoulder. Uh, Sully, I hate to tell you this, you're looking a little weird. Uh, did you, did you notice the... The glowing eyes, yes. That yeah. Seems to be a side effect of harmony and regenerating. Oh! Okay. Well, the good news is you still seem to be here physically, and I didn't just see you're not a ghost with the the funky eyes. Um, wasn't expecting to see you first thing this morning. Um, did what was were you were you like gone gone? What what happened? I mean, I was in the cognitive realm for a little bit, but I'm not sure why it's alarming. I've been out before. It's, did you look? Did did you see the date? Have you do you know what what day is it? Uh Vi gives him the current date. Oh. Well. Yeah, you've been you've been gone for a a long time. Okay, sorry. I'm getting my getting my thoughts together. Um Are we still on Rourke? Roke? No, we no, we made it off of Roke. Um 
that planet kind of collapsed. Yeah, it didn't look very stable, so that No, is- yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um okay, there's a lot that we have to catch you up on, but um I I think uh, we need to we need to get a hold of Jyla. Hang on. Um just come with let's just go to the helm, just follow me and let's see if we can contact her. Uh and Vi goes up to the helm and to the communication. Okay. And tries to hail the ship that Jyla is on. You get no response. Okay. Uh, uh, Camilla. Okay. Uh, call Camilla. Um, and she, like, whatever Bluetooth cell phone communicator thing. Camilla's face pops up, like, on the little hollow display that you have on the bridge of the ship. Um, hello? What? Um, hi, uh, hey, Isla. Vika, sorry, gosh. I'll get it right one time, I swear. Hi, Vika, how are, um, how are you? Uh, fine, uh, have you, did Jyla's ship go out? Yeah, Jyla's ship went out, yes. Uh, is she, have you heard from her, or, or, uh, I don't know who you sent with her, um, did he message back? Well, so, about that, we need to talk. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, apparently we both have to give each other updates. Oh, well, you go first. Okay, well, uh, and she, like, whatever. He points the camera Yeah, at points the camera at Sully. Oh, gosh, Sully's awake. Okay. Hi, Sully. How are you? Other than, well, I mean, I feel great. My eyes are Blowing gold. a little weird. Yeah, weird. Very weird. I mean, I think I've found peace with myself, so I think it might be a side effect of that. I'm still figuring out everything, but... I'm glad you found peace with yourself. That's good. Um, Jyla's ship has been blown up, and we, um, assume she is dead. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. The ship's gone? The, the shi- ship exploded, yes. So all sensor data indicates that the... All of the ship hemorrhaged open and all of the atmosphere was sucked from it. Yes. We sent her to get back stole, a stolen map that would lead chaos to us. So uh, okay, I, you didn't tell me about that yesterday. Um, I did not. But anyways, we need someone to go after the map still. So you're kind of our remaining crew. I will go get... Captain Malcolm Llewellyn up, and how fast can we get the honor up and running? It looks like you kind of packed it away. No, I I always have the honor ready to go, um, or whatever ship the DM decides his word that we're taking. Yeah, you can take the honor. Yeah, it has okay. A, it has a skip drive. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Vi Vi always sets it up every night so that we can run if we need to. So. Yeah, the the honors no, the honors ready to go. We just, uh, Camilla, I think we need to. When we get back, we're gonna have to have a talk because I feel like that's probably true. Yeah, go get the map because if that falls into Chaos's hands, no, Vi hangs up before she finishes because she's like she understands what's happening, but she doesn't want. But because Camilla didn't tell her, she just wants to hang up and get, get move. Yeah. Just go.
We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for this show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and in the public domain. If you like this show, you can check out more of our actual play podcasts at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or on Podbean. You can also interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Play videos under our YouTube channel, the Wandering Gamer Network, and on Twitch we can be found at wandering underscore gamers. Now remember, it's not the outlaws that make trouble, it's trouble that makes the outlaws. (laughs) 